Welcome to the Facility Dude Podcast. Here's your hosts, Bob, Papa Dude Bittner, and Tony Butler. Welcome, everyone, to the Facility Dude Podcast. My name is Grace Tester, and I'm here with Bob Bittner. How are you this morning, Bob? I'm doing great, Grace. We had a uh, really nice weekend, long weekend for the Easter holiday. It was nice. <laughs> I, hope, uh, I hope our uh, listeners got a chance to have some time off and enjoy family and uh, friends and uh, maybe eat an egg or two. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we spent, um, I spent the long weekend doing yard work because it was the first few nice days that we had. So I, I got out there and did yard work, and then we got a, a freeze warning <laughs> that came through. <laughs> well, I did the same thing on um, Friday and Saturday, got the yard all cleaned up, and then uh, all six of my grandkids were over yesterday, and they just had a ball out in the yard, uh, hiding eggs, finding eggs, hiding oh, eggs, finding awesome. eggs. They had a great time, so it was a great day. It was. It was a nice long weekend. Um, well, I just want to go ahead and let you guys know, as you can tell, I am not Tony Butler, as you hear on the intro. I've been filling in for Tony. He's had some projects that have been keeping him out of the studio. Um, he should be able to come back, hopefully, right, Bob, in about a month? Yes, I think so. We okay. miss Tony, but uh, we're glad you're here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's sweet. That's sweet. Well, um, today I know that we you've got something special you want to talk about, um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're going to speak about today? Well, do you know, Grace, uh, for all the years that I was in facility management, one of the things that as a facility manager, we always kind of fear is when that inspector shows up. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, the fire marshal that might show up. We've got the health inspector. We got uh, the Department of Labor, uh, a whole number of uh, agencies that can show up and inspect our facilities. We have, uh, if we're a regulated facility like a healthcare, we may have a joint commission uh, inspection inspector show up. Some of these we know about ahead of time, and others we don't. A lot of times we don't know that the inspector is going to come and they just show up. Gotcha. Well, so knowing that you may not know, how then? do you think as a facility manager you should respond when when they show up at your door? You know, a lot of guys take a lot of different approaches to this, but what I've found to be most successful is that you embrace the inspector that's coming. They have a job to do just like we do. Uh, They have some things that they're looking for. They're trying to make sure our buildings are safe, that our buildings are able to be uh, evacuated if there were uh, a fire, an emergency in the building. They're there to make sure that our boilers are well-maintained, that are safe, a whole number of things. So I think embracing the inspector and being genuinely uh, helpful to them so they can get their job done is kind of the best approach to that. When you're speaking about what they're, what they're going to be doing when the inspector comes in, how can you then use what they're doing for what you're going to need around your facility? Well, you know, there's a lot of times, uh, oftentimes the building occupants are the biggest offenders to some of the safety things that we have to gotcha. do. For instance, uh, a lot of times we never have enough storage space in our buildings, right? And so we will oftentimes find a lot of things parked in fire escape ways, like stairwells, and we'll find combustible materials in stairwells. Well. They were designed to uh, keep fire out, not be a harbor for fire. Right. And so you want the cardboard boxes and all the things and the paint and everything else that sometimes it gets put at the bottom of the stairwell. Uh, as facility managers, we get frustrated about that a lot of times. And we know that we're going to get written up on it if the fire marshal comes in. And So I always use those opportunities as leverages 
with the fire marshal to say, hey, can you help me with this? I'm having trouble with uh, my building occupants, and I'm okay if you write me up on this because it gives me some leverage to go back to, to say to the tenants, to say to the occupants of the building, look, this is something that you can't do. We also have um, uh, in front of electrical panels, uh, there's a code, uh, electrical code that requires a three-foot non-blocked uh, area in front of electrical panels, and so that's so you can get to them uh, in case of an emergency. If there's a fire or something, you don't want to have to be moving carts and boxes and, and stuff away from it. You want to be able to access it. And so there is a code that requires this clearance. A lot of times you'll see facilities will paint a square uh, around the front of an electrical panel that uh, is to be that boundary, but people often ignore that. And so those things that we want some leverage uh, in helping uh, certainly to point those things out. It's not always those things that they'll, uh, they're, they're going to find other things. Right. But as, as good stewards of our buildings, we ought to be concerned about how our buildings are, are uh, being used. Uh, are they safe for the public? Do we really, uh, are we really in compliance? And uh, it's a good learning experience as well. Now, I know that you said that a lot of times you can't anticipate when that inspector is going to show up, but what would you say to, to a facility manager or someone in that position to prepare for an inspector to be there? Well, I would always uh, say, you know, you, you know that you're going to have certain record-keeping items that you're going to need to do on a regular basis. You're going to have things that you have to post. You have to post uh, elevator inspections. You have to post uh, high-pressure vessel inspections. You have to need to have those posted somewhere. You have to have documentation on certain things that you do, like your life safety inspections. And I would just say, you know, you've got to keep up with it over time. You have to just don't let get it behind you, behind with it, that you, you keep up with it. So then when an inspector walks in, that you can say, hey, look here. And we've had stories of, of uh, people, uh, particularly in, uh, with the Joint Commission, one of the big things that they always ask for in a Joint Commission inspection, let me see the evidence that you've run your emergency generators because if a power outage happens in a healthcare facility and the generator doesn't come on, that could be very catastrophic. Right. So have all those things documented. And uh, one of our friends up in uh, the Northeast at a VA hospital, she was able to uh, pull up the inspection reports right away out of her work order system it gave all the documentation to the inspector. And what it really told the inspector was, hey, these folks have their act together. Right. She has everything together here in one place. She can produce it for me. I don't have to dig deeper. When we don't have good documentation, when we have things that are a mess and, and we, don't, we can't find the information, then that really causes inspectors to dig deeper and look for more issues. So the better you can make it look like you really have it under control, which most people do, uh, the better off you'll be, I, I think, with the inspector long term. Absolutely, absolutely. We actually have a, a client here at Facility Do that has used his tracking not only for inspections like you were talking about, but also for inspections for like FEMA, when they have to then put documentation along when they've had to do something to get that reimbursement from FEMA. So um, just being prepared for those as well. Yeah. Well, you know, they and, and you said they kind of come unexpected, and a lot of times they are unexpected, particularly if somebody gets hurt on the job site. Right. We know that OSHA is probably going to show up, particularly if there's a death involved with it. And uh, we hope none of our listeners have, have had to go through that. Sure. But um, uh, it does happen, and we need to make sure that we've got good documentation 
that things are in line and that we're doing the right thing. So I think that that's, um, that's always a great step. Be confident. Uh, one of the other things that I would say is you really don't have to share more than what the inspector's <laughs> asking for. Gotcha. Uh, sometimes that can lead to some problems. So uh, you want to just make sure that, you know, the comments that you make are, are appropriate. Uh, you don't want to throw anybody under the bus. You don't want to ask some questions that may cause the inspector to say, hmm, what else is going on here? <laughs> right. Uh, and, and cause them to dig a little deeper. But I think the, the one thing to remember is, is that inspectors are there to help us uh, have a good, safe facility, that our occupants of the building are safe and secure at all times, that nothing's going to happen. And if something were to happen, that they can exit the building safely, that they're not going to get sick from eating in our facility, uh, and so forth. One of the other things that I find interesting, Grace, is that there will be something that happens in the country. Uh, there might be some outbreak of, of Legionella uh, or some other disease that, uh, or something that happens, maybe some food poisoning. And these inspectors, they all go to conferences as well. Right. And so there might be the latest thing that they're looking for this time. And I know it's frustrating, particularly in the healthcare area or in the, in the health inspection area, is that an inspector will come in and time and time again, maybe they've been there three or four times and never mentioned something, and then all of a sudden you get written up by this infraction, and you say, you know, well, you've been here three or four times before and you've never mentioned it, but it just happened to be the thing that they talked about at the conference right. <laughs> last month, and so everybody's uh, aware of that. And they'd say, well, you know, that's no excuse. Just because we missed it in the past doesn't mean we can cite you for it. Right. So yeah. maybe read up a little bit on what they're, what is going on at these conferences. Yeah, try to find out what's going on in the conferences and, and head it off. But I guess another point about that is you really can't be frustrated by that. If, if something's not in compliance, it's not in compliance. Trying to argue with the inspector that they hadn't uh, cited you before for that probably isn't not, is not going to get you anywhere. And I think the other thing that is also important, most of the time, uh, follow-up is required on these inspections. Mm -hmm. And so they um, make good follow-up with them. Gotcha. If they see that you're really uh, sincere about uh, a good workplace, a good environment, they're going to cut you some slack the next time uh, if they find something. If you respond back to them on a timely manner, if you uh, take the initiative to treat them serious, then uh, I think you... I've always found, anyhow, that the inspectors uh, really appreciate that. They may not uh, come across as your best friends. Some of these uh, inspectors will come in, and some of them have chips on their shoulder. doesn't mean you have to have one on your shoulder. Right. So the golden rule, like, just treat people the way you want to be treated, exactly. <laughs> even the inspectors. <laughs> even the inspectors. So, you know, we, we see um, most people, we, we kind of laugh here in North Carolina. We say, uh, who sh does anybody know who Sherry Berry is? And uh, everybody knows that she is the Secretary of Labor because every time we walk into an elevator... Every elevator. <laughs> every elevator. And her name is kind of unique, uh, and it kind of rhymes, and so everybody has knows it the did. name Sherry Berry. It took me a minute, too, because I was like, I've heard that name somewhere before, and it's when I get on the elevator. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of the elevator etiquette, you know, what do you do while you're in the elevator? Yeah. And so everybody just kind of, particularly if somebody else is in there... Uh, we read the elevator inspection. <laughs> Look at your phone, read yeah. the elevator inspection. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would just say uh, to, to our fellow facility managers and those that are out there on a daily basis, 
uh, respect the inspectors, don't argue with them, don't say, well, one of the worst things that you can do is an inspector comes in uh, unannounced and you say, uh, can you come back tomorrow? <laughs> and that's kind of a warning sign that, ooh, there's something wrong here. Right. Uh, and it may not be what they're inspecting at all, but, you know, be gracious to them. Understand that it may be an interruption to your day. Get over that. We have those all the time exactly. as facility managers. Yeah, uh, putting out gonna, fires left and right, so you're used to stuff. We're, we're going <laughs> to have uh, we're going to have a lot of interruptions in our day. Absolutely. But uh, and then I, another thing is is that you want to put knowledgeable people and people you can trust with those inspectors. Uh, you don't want to you want to make sure if, if you don't go with them personally that you put people that you can trust uh, with them are going to represent. Uh, the, what's going on in the business right. correctly. And I remember when we spoke with Matt Munter from EMG about a facility condition assessment, he had said the same thing. When they go in to start that process, that having that person who is a good representation, who understands the different functions of the building, all of the different systems, and who knows how the day-to-day operations works is their ideal candidate for that. So I guess it works the same way with inspectors. Exactly. Awesome. And so I would just kind of wrap up this way in that uh, we are going to have inspectors in our facilities. People are going to come and look. Some are going to get hit heavier and harder than others. Education environments, there's going to be, particularly in our K-12 market, there's inspectors in there a lot uh, because we have so many uh, young children in there that really can't take care of themselves in a case of emergency. But treat them as, uh, with respect, treat them that uh, they're there to help you to make sure things are in compliant. Uh, Have the right attitude about it for uh, not only uh, your own department, but for those people that are in your buildings. Absolutely. And, and when, we, uh, when we anticipate and make sure that we're doing the right things, we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't be too alarmed when an inspector shows up and we say, well, sure, we're glad you're here today. Let's, let's take a walk. What do you want to see? Yeah. Uh, what do you want to know? I think the more you can diffuse that adversarial relationship, the better off you'll be. Uh, in the long run. Absolutely. So one last question before we go. In your, all of your experience and all the inspections that you went through um, working as facility manager in the field that you did, what would you say was one of the most daunting inspections that you had come your way? Oh, golly. Um, you know, the, the one thing that, I, I don't know if it was the most daunting, but it was the one thing that just kept repeating over and over, particularly in the education environment. Particularly in schools, we have had such a lack of storage space. Mm -hmm. And it was always the constant battle uh, of keeping stuff, all this extra stuff, all these sets that they were building for plays, all this paint that they would bring in the facility, all these boxes that they pushed into the back hallways that were actually exit hallways (laughs) and that they were just jammed full all the time with stuff and the battles that that faced uh, with the facility Keeping guys every ready, day because yeah. <laughs> we knew it was supposed to be uh, accessible and open and uh, but it would it'd just become very frustrating so I think sometimes our building occupants are more frustrating <laughs> than, than the inspectors, than the inspectors themselves gotcha. but um, I think those are the those are kind of things and uh, just really trying to understand what it is and keeping up with the codes and the compliance that's really a, a big challenge a lot of the things that uh, when we have the inspections are uh, particularly from a building standpoint are covered under codes 
that the building was built under and not current codes mm -hmm. and knowing the difference and what needs what's in compliance and what's out of compliance uh, it's it's a constant battle to stay up with it gotcha I always tried to leverage hey write me up for this <laughs> so that I can take uh, this to my occupancy yeah and, and I always uh, I always tell people this um, about home inspections if you're going to have a home inspection mm -hmm. and you're selling your house uh, I always say make something that's simple uh, and obvious that the inspector can write up yes. this low cost to fix because if they, they want to find something right. <laughs> uh, in order for them to be valued or their money that somebody's paying on a home inspector inspection. So uh, leave something there, leave a light switch off or a light <laughs> switch that's broken or something that the inspector can find it so they don't dig too deep for other things. Absolutely. I just recently bought a house and I was I was overwhelmed by the list they came back with, but when you actually looked at it, a lot of them were items like that. Like, oh, they had a cracked little faceplate on your on your light switch. And uh, so a lot of these things uh, you know, are important for our safety and, and uh, well-being of the facility and the people that occupy them. Gotcha. Well, thanks again for letting me be here. Um, and we will be back next week. And I guess I'll see you then. All right. Thanks a lot, Grace. Uh, just so you guys know, you can check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Please feel free to send us any kind of feedback about shows you would like to hear about or any topics that you would like some more information on. Bob and I look at those every week. And you can email us at podcast at facilitydude.com. All right. Thanks so much. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Facility Dude Podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback about the show. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help other facility operations professionals like yourself find the show. Email your questions or comments to podcast at facilitydude.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at FacilityDude. We look forward to hearing from you.